Good morning. It's Saturday morning, 11 o'clock, and as always here in the studio, Stephen Kiro with you and Jay Westervelt with the Free Speech Show. Good morning, Jay. Good morning, Stephen. How are you today? Very good. Very good. Trying to stay dry. <laughs> good luck. My gosh. Uh, I'm, uh, and if you don't mind, I'd like to maybe uh, let people know that uh, we continue with our sort of uh, informative on uh, new features that uh, uh, and a project, the uh, proposed uh, Palpitrock in uh, Project Hotel and Preserve Palpitrock uh, uh, initiative, so to speak. Uh, this Warwick Valley Dispatch, that features one of the proposed uh, amenities of Vero Verde uh, once again, and maybe you can elaborate what was uh, this uh, week's feature. Sure. Yeah, what we're doing is uh, we have a little ad campaign in the Warwick Valley Dispatch, which is the official newspaper of the town of Warwick, New York, the village of Warwick, New York, the village of Greenwood Lake, New York, the village of Florida, New York, and uh, sort of the official paper of Sugarloaf, New York, which is a former hamlet of Warwick. Anyway, a great newspaper, Warwick Valley Dispatch, um, great publisher, really really nice uh editor we're running an ad in that newspaper every week sort of showing chronicling what we're going to do uh our all of our features as i said in last week's show we have 16 uh bullet point features that we're going to introduce that will dramatically improve the habitat richness of the property where the pulpit rock inn is going to be interestingly the way it is now, there's just, you know, there, there's just a lot of sort of scattered weeds, not the sort of flowering plants that bring in um, species richness with a lot of different types of butterflies or birds or, or really much of anything. Not the best possible soil on many levels, as the former owners have said numerous times, you know, it's difficult even to grow corn in it. So it's sort of, you know, it's it's kind of like scrap grasses, as we say, uh, we say buffalo grass. Um, even though it may not always be exactly that species. And it, it does border the creek. So one of the really cool things we're going to do is have a nesting box for purple martins. Now, I grew up here. In my whole lifetime, there were not purple martins even in this county. They had, Even though they used to be common to this area. Very common, yeah. In fact, uh, when you look at, and it's really nice, I have a collection of old Audubon magazines, even from the teens and the 1920s, when you look at farms back at the turn of the century here in America, they always had a purple martin box, like in Europe, the house martin, at Eurasia, in fact. Absolutely. So that colony, so they sort of had to be cultivated. It's not, uh, it's losing its habitat, in other words. Interestingly, they're one of a handful of species that no longer use natural refugia, meaning a natural shelter, for nesting. It's a native species, and they've become so... Uh, acclimatized to using anthropogenic, meaning man-made structures. Artificial literally means man-made. People think that artificial means fake. It literally means man-made, Latin. Um, so they have to use artificial structures. They don't use natural structures anymore. There are a couple of other birds in North America that are like that and other animals even. But anyway, this is a native bird that relies on human structures. What happened is with uh, a lot of pesticide poisoning, especially in the 40s and 50s, they were all but wiped out. But because they're a far-ranging bird, they travel from here to at least Brazil every year wow. and then back. 10,000-mile round trip, this bird. They come here and they, you know, they need nesting habitat. So at the Bruderhof, only a few miles away, on the border with Chester in Bellevale, New York, another hamlet of Warwick, they have an active colony because the Bruderhof, they're an, um, an interesting religious community 
who are very interested in nature and education and uh, even native culture, which is a really nice thing about that group. And they, so they've worked really hard to get a beautiful nesting colony there, but they only have one box and they'll keep expanding that box. But those other birds are going to, going to want to go somewhere else when they come back and they're going to want to find another box. So they just have better hunting grounds. I can't think of a better site than your site that, you know, thankfully this site, even though it sat fallow, essentially sterile for so long, thankfully with your vision for the hotel, which on the outset to an ignorant person might sound like, oh, well, that's, a, you know, just development, a building. What do we really want that? A parking lot? Well, the hotel doesn't take up much of that footprint and the rest of it is something you're going to do something extraordinary with. And, you know, one of the features will be the Martin box. So we're doing what we're call, we call recruiting. We set the box up, um, goes at, you know, about at least 15 feet off the ground. Uh, so about rock height, mm -hmm. <laughs> pulpit rock height, but set a little ways from the rock out in an open field. And we just wait and they'll come in. And there are things, you know, they, the certain companies, including the Purple Martin Conservation Association, who has expressed a willingness to work with us on this project, which I think is really cool. They uh, they have little decoys that look like Martins that you put on the box. Uh, they oh, have recorded. Yeah, it is right. Absolutely, it's very exciting. It's uh, certainly good, uh, great news. It's a uh, real contribution to, towards the ec ecological, you know, effort to preserve or enrich uh, what we currently have. Yeah. And I always, uh, from the very beginning, since we filed the application, I always uh, stated that this is a new concept in hospitality, not only ar architecturally, where we, you know, break down one sort of like a soapbox uh, hotel, but uh, into the small uh, Victorian houses that look like, you know, continuation of the village, like sort of like they belong, like they've always been there. But even from the standpoint <coughs> of those measures that... Um, a plan to be introduced and uh, integrate uh, once again architecturally this is something that uh, other people in our team is doing but as an sort of like an author of echo integration measures i mean you came up with the whole program that uh, is going to put this hotel on a map and i was i'm really hoping it's going to set new standards in hospitality industry it absolutely will i uh, and um you know, just jumping back a little to your team, I mean, I was impressed when I saw the architectural plans, you know, the more enhanced plans. Uh, and, and I remember asking you, hey, Stephen, you know, th this house, you know, a lot of colonials look like this or that. And you said, well, it has to have a porch. This, you know, each cottage has to have a porch because whether or not these colonials in this beautiful historic hamlet of Warwick, New York, had porches when they were first designed during the revolution or, you know, certainly uh, shortly thereafter, and then, you know, for another 100 years into the Victorian age, the people added them on, you know, and then what happened much later post-war America is people would screen in and then just wall in their porch and make it an extension. But I like the way you take into account that the temporal evolution of Warwick's colonial and Victorian structures to bring your cottages up to speed and consistency with the extant, you know, architecture right. of Warwick. It's beautiful. Well, we're trying to, to make it uh, historically accurate. And uh, we have people who are reviewing like in uh, all the pictures and photographs and uh, trying to pick up the elements like a gable or shutters or, or, or something that, that would actually, that belongs. I think the local, one of the local businesses that we used to work uh, alongside and uh, the local supplier, uh, Kuken Brothers, I think the they carry one of the 
widest variety of uh, inside trim. And the fact, I know the fact these guys did it, they actually visited the old homes, they took the templates, they nice. measured it up, and uh, they introduced back something that has been forgotten or lost in time. And that's exactly what we're trying to do. We're trying to make sure that this hotel, uh, once built, it's uh, seamlessly integrated, uh, not only into eco-environment, but into uh, the character of the neighborhood. Yeah, absolutely. And you're, I can see you're making great strides uh, toward that end. And, you know, aside from this, I've worked on uh, historical recons and stuff on buildings, um, first with the Glenmare Mansion back in the 90s uh, with Rick Mandel and uh, the wonderful people, crew of people just went through there to restore that Mediterranean mansion uh, right here on the other border of Warwick in, uh, between Florida, New York, and uh, Chester. And then I've also worked with people, I, I worked with Dean Krzmowski of Florida, right across from the firehouse, just about or across from Town Hall, with his restoration of the American House in downtown Chester, which is a spectacular, you know, period correct restoration. And what I, what I gleaned from these guys, and I also, a long time ago in the 80s, worked with a fellow who just passed away uh, last week, Gary Burris, who was a post and beam guy. He and Rob Wright uh, did post and beam construction in the area back in the 80s. It's difficult to get the correct hardware. And when you say that Queek and Brothers are actually going out measuring for templates, I mean, that's the only way to do it. As you probably know, there's true timber Yep. And then there's modern, you know, original yep. two by four, which is two inch by now four. Now it's engineered. Inch. Everything is composite. We're getting replaced with the different kind of materials. The It's actually the very fast uh, developing field. Right. And uh, as a member of uh, being a builder, I fly to International Builder Show every year. It, it's amazing. It, it's really, really amazing the strengths that uh, the industry makes. Uh, one year from the other, uh, you know, now they have this... Uh, sort of roof, uh, you know, like not even shingles, but uh, oh, I just got a sign. We're going into the break and we will go into more details after the break. For sure. Sam's Meat Warehouse is a butcher with old time family values. Remember back in the day when people knew their butcher by name and visiting them was a social experience? They would talk to customers about how to cook a piece of meat to perfection. Sam's combines old world methods with modern techniques. Call your favorite butcher, Sam's, at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. This is Jeff Berkman, and I invite you to tune in to the Wednesday Morning Roundtable on Radio Worth Listening to, New Jersey and Orange Free Radio. Free to express your opinions every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Lisa Morrison, a psychic medium who reaches those who have crossed over from physical to spiritual, intuitively hears, feels, and sees information coming from the other side. Tune in every Thursday at 12 noon on Radio Worth Listening to. WTVQ. We're back with the Free Speech Show here in the studio, Stephen Keeter and Jay Westervelt, and we're discussing some of the proposed features that the uh, Pulpit Rock Inn Hotel is going to have. And uh, 
only uh, once again uh, every news uh, every week uh, we're trying to educate the public and uh, give you more information to sort of see uh, i'm very excited the whole team we're very excited about those measures those are one of a kind superlative and hopefully will become a standard in the industry but in the meantime uh, we uh, giving public a little peek inside and uh, we're also open for suggestions we open lines to the studio you can please call if there's something you would like to share or see in a proposed uh, project please share it with the team that's working diligently uh, day uh, in and day out on it and uh, one of the features w- is appearing uh, weekly in a local newspaper uh, Jay, I know it has been in your family, uh, essentially, uh, or member of... Oh, the newspaper, yeah, for a long time. In fact, uh, the publisher, Cousin Gene, he was my guest on my show, Tales and Trails, Monday mornings at 11, <laughs> <laughs> two weeks ago. And Gene, Gene is, he's dynamite. He was a great guest. So I, I know we touched on uh, a little bit on uh, this week's uh, issue. Uh, is there anything else coming uh, coming up? Oh, yeah. Uh, and again, in this past issue, the Purple Martin box we talked about at length, you know, so every week we mention something new, and maybe I could tell you about... Uh... Well, uh, you know what? I think what, uh, what would be better if people actually uh, wait and buy the newspaper supporting the local business and, I love it. and see for themselves, and uh, instead of just... Let, let it be a surprise. So sure. uh, we're going to have a new surprise for you, and I think this is out of everything, all the measures, uh, you know, all the... Uh, you know, proposed features. I think this is one of my favorites, and I think that's cool. going to appeal to visitors and residents alike. You mean the one that's coming up for next week? The one week. that's coming up. The one that's a big week. secret right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, there's really not a secret, but I really, th- I don't want to spoil the surprise. I want people to uh, go out and make an effort. And yeah, if you're really newspaper. truly interested, just to get a newspaper. There's a lot of good stuff in it. And uh, once again, just look up for half a page from uh, Pilpot. Uh, yeah, Preserve Pulpit Rock. Yeah. Preserve Pulpit Rock. And that's, you know, that's the moniker we're using for that entire campaign uh, preserve pulpit rock because really ironically uh you know this is what your project does unlike any other in fact already the rock is much more visible uh to the passers-by because of the removal of the invasive bittersweet vines that were absolutely uh you know strangling it and then also a lot of other plants including the lichens which are a a really fascinating plant it's it's a fungus that cannot exist without algae within it to you know photosynthesize uh to make some chlorophyll but anyway that secretes acid into rocks and this is uh you know essentially a, a, a calcareous rock high ph so acid can break it down very quickly like acid rain does to statues and i'm and pretty buildings. sure it has been because you know oh, like God, we yeah. see his it's been deteriorated and crumbling essentially it's been uh, you know uh, doing that for a number of years and decades if not centuries and uh, if we would like to stop that process stop that uh, you know uh, we would try and uh, we'll do something about it. And one of the uh, features uh, showing weekly in a new local newspaper uh, is going to address uh, those. So this upcoming Wednesday, pick up a copy of uh, Dispatch and please take a look. Like once again, this is one of my favorites. I think that's going to bring a lot of uh, recreational benefits to Warwick as well. Oh yeah, huge recreational yeah. benefits. It's really going to be nice. Uh, you can take advantage of his uh, of it uh, just by walking distance from the village, or even uh, maybe like 
if we are trying to uh, decrease uh, carbon footprint, maybe even just taking a bike and uh, considering that this is going to be a public access property, just uh, come in and take advantage of it. Yeah, and it's sort of what Warwick needs. Um, you know, the the town has done a beautiful job with uh, what they've called Wickham Woodlands, uh, you know, the old state school and then prison site. And it, the way that worked out was just beautiful, big, beautiful public uh, spot. And people really do exploit it wonderfully. People are there kayaking and canoeing all the time. But if you're going there from the village, uh, you have to go by car. It's just not... King's Highway isn't terribly safe, and that's no one's fault. It's a county road there, County Route 13, and it's just a kind of a high-speed winding road uh, with very, very narrow shoulders. So it's not a place you can easily or, more importantly, safely bicycle to. The site here is something that will have some features that people can walk to right from the village, or as we natives say, from town, and, uh, you know, that they can share just like your in guests will share as well. I, the whole thing's really exciting and it's nice. You know, I, uh, I was reviewing some of the wonderful historical texts about Warwick last week and I, I saw some wonderful mention of back in, I guess it was 02 or 03 when the original Red Swan Inn was 1903 built. was a grand opening day. Right. And uh, in one of the texts, it was the history of Warwick, New York by Professor Richard Hull, who is just an amazingly prolific writer about local history. I always say, you know, even when I disagree with some of the things that the professor may have published or, or may have omitted, I think, my God, if he weren't here, there'd be nothing. But anyway, in that, thankfully, he preserved the opulence of the original Red Swan Inn. He talks about how affluent huntsmen would come up at, you know, to stay in this place that was the grandest hotel in Orange County. At the time, uh, not to be suppressed by anyone in the state of New York. That's an exact quote from Dispatch article if, uh, of yeah. 1903. Yeah. It's one of the grandest, one of the featured the most modern amenities at the time. Uh, back then, featuring over 100 rooms, and uh, from what I understand, back then, not every room had a bathroom, and it's uh, sort of like um, advised uh, patrons to uh, call in and order yours in advance. Yes. Because there's only a certain number of uh, amenities were available to a particular room. Sure. And, you know, that hotel, in fact, in that same, that same historical text written by Professor Hull with, you know, in his wonderfully prolific series of, of so many historical texts, he mentions the fact that, of course, the hotel was designed and operated by uh, Mayor Wisner of Warwick, uh, one of the oldest families in Warwick, uh, by far one of the original families from Switzerland, the Wiesner family. Uh, and interestingly, he points out the fact that had, you know, that had uh, Mayor Wisner not died, unexpectedly the hotel would have continued to have done well but only because the creator of the hotel passed on did you know the hotel change hands and things you know as they do maybe went in a different direction but while the the gentleman who designed the hotel was alive and operating it it was just opulent and you know i've, I've heard beautiful stories there was a, a guy who went by the pen name of frank forrester uh from warwick who was a, a great outdoor writer I think I've got it right. I believe it was Frank Forrester. And I'm trying to remember, maybe somebody can call in and remind me what his actual name was. But he wrote beautiful stories about uh, sporting life in the country. And that means essentially hunting and fishing. And he stayed there and, you know, just had a wonderful time. I, 
it, it, it's really kind of interesting. No, and uh, I think with the original location of uh, or grants of uh, uh, Red Swan in hotel was what's now is in uh, country Robert club, country club, uh, which is close enough and uh, close enough to the side of Palpitrock. Uh, uh, so being uh, together in a town and a country, as it was referred in the, in the brochure of 1903, and right. uh, many features we're picking up uh, some. Uh, pieces or elements of, of that uh, grandeur of those days, and we're trying to build up on, on the history and success of it. Uh, and thus, one of the features would be a Pioneer Carriage that connected. Oh, that's great, yeah. yeah. We're trying to, uh, once again, uh, it's planned to revive and bring it to, to former glory, so to speak. Yeah, and the Pioneer Carriage, for people who aren't familiar with it, and I, I have to admit, I wasn't too familiar with it. I'd heard of it, but never quite understood and from what i do understand i found out later is that that had to do with the naming of the original pioneer inn in warwick which when i was in high school in the 70s as i always say charlie carter ran and uh, he did a great job with that restaurant in fact if uh you were in one of his general math classes as was i uh admittedly and you did well uh, he used to have beefsteak bonus questions on all of his quizzes and if you got the beefsteak bonus question you could go into his restaurant the pioneer inn and get a free oh, cool. beef yeah beef burger <laughs> yeah a beef burger bonus sorry beef burger bonus and uh they were made with you know great usda prime meat yep. just like just like what what uh, you find at sam's but anyway uh getting around aside it was uh a coach that was provided by the hotel to pick guests up from the train station in Goshen for those guests who didn't use the Warwick train station and also to bring them on country outings and things of that nature, which is precisely what you are going to do with yours. And we would like to take it as maybe a step further and uh, use it to bring to local uh, points of interest. And those uh, by, you know, becoming more and more every day, uh, we have breweries, we have... Uh, you know, uh, agritainment centers. Yeah, distilleries, wineries. Yeah. And uh, even places like Blue Arrow Farm out in Glenwood. You know, it's it's hard to say what it is. It's sort of like agritainment, but it's a fun entertainment center. Right, right. So uh, it's one of those uh, few, uh, or rather, you know, many measures that uh, that's already has been penned, proposed, uh, and, uh, you know, which I consider uh, sort of like... Uh, you know, a real and true preservation efforts. Absolutely. And, you know, there's there's preservation and then there's, uh, you know, actual like reno and recon and what you're doing because Warwick lost the Red Swan Inn and then it was, you know, supplanted on the site by the country club. Well, just directly to the essentially to the direct west are west by northwest but really west of where it was is where the pulpit rock site is and it also sits on the border of the village and the town of warwick as did as uh, the red, red swan inn 100 and the interesting thing is the street there west street uh which then becomes west street extension and sanfordville road probably has similar traffic to what uh route 17 a94 had back when the Red Swan was there. Actually, it has even more than they did. So the situation is very, very analogous to that of the Red Swan Inn from the, you know, just after the turn of the century. So it's a very exciting project. It will really return a lot of things to Warwick. What I'm excited about, even though I was brought in to do these eco-integrative measures, I'm excited to see some of Warwick's taverns and pubs and clothing stores, style council, places like that, have a lot more traffic, you know, because of people staying over and saying, I want to go into town and shop. You no, know, absolutely. Uh, and, uh, you know, as a traveler, so like, I mean, the main uh, uh, 
sort of like flow of traffic comes from New York City, uh, you know, uh, you know, and it's sometimes during, especially during the summer season, it gets very, very difficult to get. Uh, it takes hours to get in and out of the city. Uh, the traffic builds up. People come in, and it, it puts a toll on anybody who would like to come in, visit, or support our local shops, economy. Uh, you know. Yeah, and it also, you know, it puts a damper on people's cocktailing. You know, if they want to go to one of, you know, like Eddie's Roadhouse or one of these places right on Main Street, uh, you know, they can maybe have that extra beer and not worry about the drive home, but instead take uh, the coach back to... And be picked up once, uh, you know. There's so many uh, ideas that would uh, take... uh uh, I, th- I think uh, Woodbury uh, proposed like uh, two hotels on uh, their property. Uh, currently, they have one right outside. And uh, what they do, they do sort of like a shuttle uh, that yeah. brings people in. But I think we can do, uh, once again, take something and make it better. We can have stops on a main street alongside where you have a pickup and drop-off points. Like, once again, you, you have those in in where the tourist industry are, are taken to I don't want to say just to a little higher level, where you have in Savannah that still retains its very charming. Uh, you know, many cities change: Boston, New York, but Savannah is still the historical district, especially is the same as it was conceived and built by General Oglethorpe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's so, cool. Uh, and uh, we have a way to enjoy it today, the very same way that that it was uh, built and conceived uh, back in the days. So, and you, you see this charming trolley is coming up, stopping by people on and off. It's called on and off trolley, you know, where people can, uh, you know, if you're staying in a hotel or even if you would like to enjoy many of the amenities of the hotel, you can jump on it on the main street and uh, it'll bring you to the hotel and, uh, you know, or the other way around. Yeah, it's, you, you, something I wanted to touch on, you mentioned Woodbury Common, which is here in Orange County, just a short drive from yep. Warwick. A lot of people don't understand, and uh, people are always blown away. I, I, when I'm in Asia, yeah, I tell people where I'm from, they, and they go, oh, um, are you near Woodbury Common? 100%. It is the most visited attraction in the state of New York, which to me is amazing. We have Niagara Falls, of course, on the Canadian border. We certainly have the Statue of Liberty Empire but State But internationally... Building. Uh, if you talk to people in China and they would ask uh, where's Warwick, New York, they do not understand directional sort of uh, landmarks like Middletown or close by or f- even like 50 miles north of Manhattan doesn't quite do the justice. But if you tell, well, we're like uh, almost, uh, you know, f- uh, 10 minutes away from Woodbury Common, everybody, everybody yeah. all around the world, whether it's China, whether it's Brazil, whether it's Japan. They, they have an apprehension, they know understanding, and they sure. say, okay, got it, know exactly where it is. Yeah, and that's because it honestly is, despite all of the other attractions in New York State for which the state is famous, it's the number one attraction um, until Legoland goes in. And the two of them will create a real an incredible vortex, you know, draw of people from the city. One other thing I wanted to mention when you were we were discussing the uh, coach and what you had in Savannah, when I lived in the Silicon Valley in the 90s, the big thing for all the companies, especially you know before Google was there, there was Sun Microsystems right in that spot off San Antonio Road. Their big thing every weekend was for their employees to be able to get onto a bus and go up to wine country. Buses provided by the hotels, go out, drink all they want in the wine tasting, and they'd get a little name tag that sort of showed the people at the winery, you know what, this guy can taste, quote unquote, as much as he wants. He's not driving. He came up from the valley. He's going right. back to a hotel. He's being driven. And not that I'm trying to push drinking. 
uh, by any means. But what I'm saying is there's a great taverning industry here. It used to be a very thriving taverning industry. And it would be nice for people to just sort of get out of Dodge, come up here and relax in the country, go to a place like Pennings in the autumn and have some nice hard apple cider. Exactly. You know, exactly. And we know how difficult, uh, what difficult time it is we're going through right now and how not easy it is for the local businesses to make it. We have uh, every, shuddering left and everybody's right. Everybody's struggling. And I know we all live under the stress of uh, COVID. And uh, yeah, I think a glass of wine or, or, or a pint of cider might be one of those remedies that actually takes that stress away. And, and then there are other, you know, more, uh, not to overuse the term because it's a term that I'm famous for being against, but sustainable remedies, things that last a little, you know, without a hangover, um, a lot of holistic remedies. And unfortunately, a lot of holistic healers in our region, like the amazing karate school, Okinawan form. Uh, we had a, a Gojiru school here run by Glenn Fink and his stepsons, uh, Karate Quest Dojo. They had to close their Warwick location because of COVID related issues. People can't go in and work out in the dojo and they had to try to just do, you know, sort of like right. online training, which is very difficult. And it, it forced them to shutter their doors. And to me, the, the real paradox here, Stephen, is that the industries that can most help people during this pandemic are the ones that are being shuttered. Very true, because we all need this outlet, this sort of like a let it steam or build up stress. To, we have to find the outlet for it. And I know there's many different ways. Uh, working out is one of them. Oh, yeah. But gyms are closed all over yeah. New York. And the really our great go to gyms around here have been shut down. So, uh Once again, I know it's uh, the problem that everybody is facing. If you have suggestions, if maybe you, you stumbled uh, across the answer or, or, or resolution or remedy how to deal with the COVID stress, maybe you can give us a call. Maybe we can discuss some alternative issues and uh, we'll get back after the break and talk more about it. Sam's Meat has been supplying restaurants and shops with the highest quality local and sustainably sourced prime and choice wholesale meat, steaks, poultry, seafood, and much more for over 20 years. Whether you're a small family butcher shop or a busy steakhouse, expect A1 service and the finest products available. Call Sam's at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off Route 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. Hi, this is David Dirks, the host of the Dirks Outdoor Show. Call in as we discuss everything for the outdoor sportsman every Saturday at 7 a.m. Radio worth listening to. Hi, this is Michael Newhart, mayor of the Village of Warwick, inviting you to tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. to Village Life and learn about the village happenings. Call and share your ideas, comments, and suggestions and be part of the show with me and Mary Kalora. WTBQ With low pressure moving away towards the coast of Maine, our weather will be improving this afternoon with clearing by late afternoon, windy, 40 to 45, but temperatures will be falling. Maybe a flurry early, otherwise mainly clear and colder tonight, mid and upper 20s. Sunday, sun and some clouds, breezy and cold, can't rule out a scattered flurry, mid and upper 30s. From the WTBQ Weather Center, 
I'm WeatherWorks meteorologist John Leo. WTVQ. And we're back with free speech. This is Jay Westerveld with Stephen Keeter, the host. Uh, I'm uh, sort of the permanent guest host uh, here all the time. I, and uh, we're, we've been asking for folks to call in to talk about ways to sort of mitigate, uh, you know, the stresses and things that we have with this pandemic. And it sounds like we have a call. Uh, caller, uh, what's your name? Where are you calling from? I'm Jeffrey Dewitt. Um, I own a company in Warwick called Vizenda. Um, and Vizenda is like a medical spa that is really targeted to help people uh, relieve stress and anxiety, change their lifestyle, and achieve optimal well-being. Oh, wonderful. Mary, can you elaborate? Can you tell us more about it? Because like we, uh, as we were discussing uh, before the break, we all live under the stress of COVID, and we're all looking for solutions or something that can be done, or maybe services. And uh, I understand uh, maybe some holistic and non-traditional uh, that people might not be familiar with. Uh, well, you know, um, holistic medicine and the, and the treatments that we offer at Bazenda, we call them complementary because they go hand in hand with what may, medical treatments you may have. You know, a lot of people think because they have a chronic disease or they're on medication that it's a problem for them to get a massage or acupuncture or an energy treatment. Um, massage, acupuncture, and energy treatments have been around for thousands of years. As a matter of fact, Hippocrates, who's the father of medicine, was an acupuncturist. Um, and so the, the therapies that we're offering are now also being offered in centers like Cleveland Clinic, uh, Sloan Kettering, New York Presbyterian, because the medical community is recognizing that massage and acupuncture and, and Reiki really do help relieve stress. They help relieve anxiety. They help promote sleep. They help move fluid and increase the blood flow. It helps with hypertension. Um, and we actually have therapists, and there are therapists in around the New York area that are called medical massage therapists. So we actually have a, a massage therapist that is certified in oncology massage. Wow. So she actually, um, and she works at Sloan part-time. So they're helping people who have cancer, especially a lot of effects that you get from chemotherapy. Sure. Um, you know, and so there are actually, you can throw drugs at it, but it doesn't help you where the medical massage actually gives you the relief, the pain relief and the de-stress that you need. We also offer what's called cranial sacral, which is a therapy that actually helps people move the cerebral spinal fluid. Um, so if you have nerve pain, if you have headaches, if you have, you know, you clench your jaw, that helps as well. Um, our acupuncturist is very experienced in helping many types of patients with pain, um, you know, whether it's sciatica, whether it's an injury that you had and you've gone through physical therapy and you still have residual pain. Um, so they work with that as well. And then Reiki, um, also we have a Reiki therapist that specialized with oncology patients, um, really helps people release negative energy. One of the things that has been proven, and um, there's a whole new area of medicine in energy medicine for people who want to look at it. And as a nurse, I'm into all of this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, you're a nurse Every yourself. Oh, I'm a nurse, yeah. Oh, that's I'm, great. I'm a nurse, and I was a critical care nurse for many years, and I was a leader in healthcare. And I have to tell you, healthcare is broken. I mean, <laughs> it, if you're sick, they're going to help you. 
If you need to have, if you have an acute issue, they're going to take care of you. But they're not going to help you get healthy. They don't have the time, and they're not incentivized by insurance companies or payers to get you healthy. No. You know, you're in charge of your own health. You're in charge of your own um, care in, in many ways. So that's one of the things that we try to do is help you become aware of your body, feel what's going on. Um, we have wellness coaching. If you need to change your lifestyle, one in three Americans are diabetic or pre-diabetic, and half of them don't know it. 50% of people who have heart attacks don't know they have heart disease wow. before they have a heart attack. That's scary. Um, and all of those are stress-related diseases and lifestyle-related diseases. So we're, we're trying to bring the um, joy and pleasure of having the spa experience with the intention of helping you actually get he healthier. And yet and it's very, you, uh, I understand it's very effective because you just mentioned that people that are uh, providing the services uh, at uh, you, here locally, they also work for uh, Sloth Catering, which is a big name in, uh, in anything oncology. And uh, yeah. you mentioned that you said complimentary. I don't want to fool people who is listening. Uh, uh, does uh, those uh, can uh, something like this be afforded or picked up by the insurance company? That's that's the question. I'm sure everybody's going to have. Um, acupuncture is picked up by insurance most of the time, depending on the insurance. Oh, that's a great news. The so others, the others aren't, but we can give you a receipt if you have an HSA. You know, like a health savings account. Um, and they are moving more toward reimbursing it. They don't reimburse it now. We are very affordable compared to our competitors. Um, we have a one-hour treatment, and we're offering it for $80, which is really quite wow. good. Wow, that's really area. good. Yeah, they're usually 100 to 110 um, We also have, it's called lymph lymphatic massage, which is people are going in for surgery or post-surgery. Um, to drain liquids, surgery. I'm familiar with those. That is a very effective measure, uh, by all means, even for healthy people to, to uh, take advantage of. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. You know, I actually, um, I, I've been, I call myself spa spoiled, because many years ago as an executive in healthcare, it's a very stressful job. I found that, you know, an a regular massage really helped me, but it wasn't a medical massage. And we do have regular massages. I mean, you know, if you want a Swedish massage, we can give you a Swedish massage. Um, but our intention is really that when you leave us, you're relaxed, you're feeling better, and you're out of pain. Um, and it's trying to help promote your health. Yeah, our wellness coaches are certified. They're also, you know, happy to help you. So many people now, you've heard of the freshman 15 when you go to college? Sure. Well, there's the COVID-15. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a great expression. It's, it's true, though, right? Everybody's home, and it's comfort food, and, you know, the gyms are closed. A lot of people aren't comfortable, you know, working out in their home. They don't know how to do it. Um, so we actually do virtual things as well. We're, we're not a gym, though we do have some yoga, um, but there are plenty of people that we can resource or refer to you for if you want to find somebody that, you know, um, uh, who does all that stuff online. So that, you know, you can exercise, if, if not only just even walking. Um, and we, we do, do outdoor events like hikes and, um, you know, just things to try and get people moving, if you will. A lot of people don't realize that just moving makes a big difference. It's life. But a lot yeah. of times they don't want to move because they're in pain. So that's why we help you, because if we're helping relieve your pain, then you're more likely to be active. Good point. And uh, all of this is available locally. Maybe uh, you want to give uh, people the, uh, the address or the number to call sure. because it's extremely interesting. And I um, uh, firsthand, you know, we all have uh, uh, issues. I had some issues. And uh, believe it or not, I was saved by uh, 
one of those massages that I uh, couldn't move. I had uh, some uh, nerve damage and uh, pinched nerves, and uh, that's the only thing that actually brought relief to me at some oh, point. Oh, yeah, and we also do do CBD massages. So we are located in Warwick. We're at 20 Spring Street, Suite 2, but we're by appointment only. Um, as a nurse, I'm pretty... Um, tough about the COVID regulations. So you will be screened. All my practitioners are screened. Everybody's temperature is taken. We make sure that we're a safe place to be. If you come, we only have one person at a time there, so you're not amongst other people. Um, we also will go to your house. There's an additional charge depending on where you live, but we are happy to do the therapies at your own home if that's more comfortable for you. We're also offering um, gift certificates. We actually have a couple on the uh, Warwick Relief Market right now. If you want to buy some gift certificates for the new year, um, and you can go to our website, which is www.vazenda, V-A-Z-E-N-D-A-H. And people will say, well, where'd you get that name? And I have a wonderful story. It's on the website. But the long and the short of it is it was actually given to me by a person that I um, met just very circumstantially in New Orleans, and he just gave it to me, and he said, it's, you know, it's yours to create, and it just put me on this wellness journey, because um, as a nurse, as I said, you don't want to be old and sick. I mean, you want to be healthy as long as you live, and that is within everybody's reach, but you have to take control of your health. I Nobody else is going to do it for you. How many people do you know are 65, and they're really, you know... They take 20 different drugs a day. They don't really move. Ugh, yeah. Even those people, we can help to help, you know, alleviate some of the side effects from all of those medications. You know, I wish there were more places like yours because the beautiful sound is how uh, the beautiful sound of, of your business is that you're really integrative. Some people throw that word around. And then when you go there, you, you know, there's just one, you know, dogmatic approach that they have. But you're an actual medical nurse yourself with tremendous experience and you're running a holistic healing place that's multi-modality that that sounds like it can't miss and your massage rate just sounds very very good I, you know i wish there were more places like yours and i hope that you are able to stay afloat during these times because unfortunately these are in many instances the industries that go under because of the pandemic and people are afraid to get out there yeah. and i think it's so important that you as you pointed out you're an actual medical nurse so you you know you're taking uh covid precautions very very and it seriously. sounds like a very safe environment one-on-one -on -one treatments uh supervised by medical uh, professional uh in accordance with all the cdc and it's locally and the insurance uh is, it's eligible for insurance uh the, the, the acupuncture is. There's, yep. there's one other thing I do want to mention. Um, we also have a certified reflexologist, and we have two retired veterans who actually have been trained in PT, different PTSD therapies. Um, that is very appropriate for veterans, but it's also appropriate because many people during the pandemic have had PTSD, many health, health and frontline workers, um, because it's very traumatic, right? And PTSD is traumatic. It's a traumatic event. So we do have those therapies also that we can offer to help those people who are experiencing PTSD. No, that's excellent. No, absolutely. And, and once again, I, I firsthand experienced some of those uh, treatments that Mary just described. Uh, I actually had to go far and away to, you know, f find and look for, for some of those uh, procedures. 
and they do work. And uh, sometimes uh, being, you know, coming from the mouth of a medical professional who is familiar with the traditional medicine, and uh, like you said, that that's a complementary. That's something they can take, uh, uh, you know, acute pain away, but they uh, really don't have time or, or <coughs> to, you know, treat you as a person to put uh, that balance that uh, we all strive on, uh, staying healthy, you know, under today's stress. So uh, that that that's great. So once again, it's uh, Vazenda, and it's located right here in Warwick, 20 Spring Street. And we have Mary with us uh, online. If there's anybody wants to ask a question or maybe call or maybe Mary, or, uh, if you have uh, something more to add and uh, tell us what procedure, what's the best way to contact, I think it's calling. Or... Yeah, well, let me give you the number. It's 845-977-5100. Again, it's 977-5155. And my email is mary at Vizenda. And then again, Vizenda is spelled V like victory, A, Z like zebra, E, N like Nicholas, D like David, A, H, dot com. And that, that is a, a really cool story behind that name and the way it happened, and uh, you, people can see it on your website, vizenda.com, I understand. Sure, please please look, and, and please just call if you have a question. We're happy to, you know, if we can't service you, we're happy to refer you to where you need to be or where you want to be. And the, Mary, one, one thing, you know, you mentioned that uh, acupuncture is the primary thing that's covered by insurance carriers, but if, you, if someone can go there for a one-hour massage for $80, that to right. me, that, I mean, that's a that's a cope a Blue Cross Blue Shield copay on another procedure, you know, through your carrier. Typically, oh. I mean, eighty dollars for that kind of healing in one's life to me is it just seems like a drop in the bucket. I could easily blow eighty dollars another or way. Or you pay twice as much if you on a, on, a, on a cruise ship. Exactly. So yeah. I, I just oh, yeah. that alone, I think people really should consider taking advantage of that and seeing if the butterfly effect of the relaxation and the calm that they find after that treatment radiates out into the rest of their life, especially during this bizarrely trying time. Oh, absolutely. And we're, we're also on social media. I didn't say that. We're on Instagram and Facebook, and you can check out our reviews. We, we've gotten five-star reviews from almost everybody who's come in. Well, so, Mary, thank you once again. The number to call is 977-5155, Vizenda. It's right here in Warwick. And please call Mary, and hopefully uh, you're not going to be able to elevate that pain or stress, uh, whatever you're dealing with. So we're going into the... Right. Thank you, Mary, again for calling. We're going into the uh, break... Uh, Sam's Meat Warehouse is a butcher with old-time family values. Remember back in the day when people knew their butcher by name and visiting them was a social experience? They would talk to customers about how to cook a piece of meat to perfection. Sam's combines old-world methods with modern techniques. Call your favorite butcher, Sam's, at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. This is attorney Bob Kruhulik of the law firm Beatty & Kruhulik, the lawyer guy. 
Tune in every Tuesday at 12 noon for the latest legal advice and tips. We're taking calls and giving answers to all your legal questions. That's every Tuesday at 12 noon on Radio Worth Listening To. Hi, this is Tom Fursey. Sing along and relive the memories of the 1980s on The Magic of the 80s. Saturday night, starting at 6 on WTBQ, playing the best music. Magic of the 80s. WTBQ. And this is Free Speech again with Stephen Kira and Jay Westervelt. I would like to th- uh, thank Mary for uh, tuning in and uh, calling and letting uh, us and our listeners know how we can deal and uh, sort of battle uh, today's stress in uh, this COVID time. And if anybody didn't have time to write down the name of the business, you can always reach out to the here to WTBQ, to the studio. I will provide you with the Vizenda's uh, f- website and uh, phone number. And if you if you do just a Google search and you just start V A Z, right? You know, uh, at Warwick, New York. It will it it will autofill if your settings allow it. But uh, it's Vizenda. So no, and it seems like a lot of uh, cool things. Some of them I'm not familiar with. I know you have a much uh, deeper uh, background into any, anything and everything holistic and. Uh, uh, to me, uh, I'm not familiar with Reiki per se, but I'm very familiar with the, uh, let's say, f- uh, different type of massages. Some of them, uh, you know, deep tissue and uh, lympho uh, massage uh, could be very, very helpful. And once again, uh, you know, we all uh, live through this stress. We started with a glass of wine and look, we end up with the non-traditional medicine. Yeah, which is interesting. <laughs> and that's the way to battle it. Who's to say one's worse than, than the other, really? You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's an in, in, interesting model. It really is. And, you know, the nice thing about these multimodal practitioners like Nurse Mary is that a person may go in there. One person may go in and realize that acupuncture worked for them. And the massage, okay, it was nice, but it's not really curing me. Another person may have the reverse experience. Everyone responds differently to different modalities, and that's the beauty of being able to sort of one-stop shop, walk into, excuse the expression, but kind of almost a department store, variety store aspect of multimodal healing. And, you know, myself personally, I, I was for a really long time a chronic Lyme disease sufferer, and it was chronic acute. I was one of the first um, East Hampton, New York diagnoses uh, back in the 80s. And I finally found someone when I, you know, with a lot of reinfections, I had an horrific uh, reinfection at the beginning of this century. And I found a great doctor in uh, the Brandywine Valley of Pennsylvania who takes, she's a medical doctor and she's actually one of the big hitters in the Lyme community. She takes a multimodal approach that encourages the use of, you know, holistic medicine of all types. And I found what things did work for me, which things didn't. Personally, I mean, I find that uh, Qi Kung massage from China for me is the best. Qi Kung movement, Twina uh, are great. For someone else, that may not be so great. Their issues are different. But if you can attack a problem with all the a wider array of tools in your toolbox, your chances of fixing it are going to be better. And that's the beauty of holistic medicine, sort of like the holistic approach to your pulpit rock in and I'm, I'm not trying to be cute and sort of move it back that way but in our ad campaign that you'll see in the dispatch we talk about our holistic approach because we're sort of trying to do a little of everything 
to really appeal to everyone and to better integrate this thing into the ecology to have this feeling that it's always been there. It makes this beautiful rock an historic centerpiece and a centerpiece to your whole project, as opposed to just letting it get covered up more with vines and really celebrate it. And we're bringing something. You, I shouldn't say we. No, we, you. we, it's a team effort. And I'm very proud and grateful to have a team of professionals who, uh, well, I personally call it a, a star, a dream team, uh, you know, because everybody is the best in their field. I cannot think of uh, anyone for that matter. That's a good point. Worldwide, or, uh, you know, better to represent uh, our environmental eco-integration measures that you are. And uh, oh, thanks, you know, Steve. we have, and the same goes for our engineers, our yeah. lawyers, uh, you Your know, archaeologists, archaeologists, uh, historians. Uh, same, uh, we picked up people that really, really best in their field, and uh, the the result will speak for itself. And you're absolutely right. And holistic measures, even it's non traditional, it doesn't it doesn't seem to be very radical or invasive, uh, you know. Yet it's very, very effective. Beautiful, yeah. a non-invasive uh, in. Because you know? and anybody who, just like, and if you take any one of those measures proposed uh, by Jay Westervelt, and if you consider the uh, bringing back a community, uh, I, I believe you you would call it a recruited community of uh, Purple Martins. Oh, yeah, Martins, the Purple Martins, and that in, will happen. Into the area, and it's guaranteed result. And it, like, in uh, taking your words, it will happen. Yeah, it definitely will. And, you know, the nice thing is we're already getting the buy-in from the Purple Martin Conservation Association. Uh, and uh, I really hope to involve them. And with each of our projects, I'm hoping to involve a, a different uh, organization, an NGO, with those things. And that's that's your approach. And that's much more strongly than me. In fact, that's something that I'm sort of gleaning from you, Stephen, is this idea of, well, it can't just be, you know, just my own thing, my own singular vision. I have to rely on experts. And it's nice that you've had this wildly open-minded, astute vision for it, where you just say, well, who's the expert? What's a good, you know, NGO to partner with on this? And that's what's going to, one of the many things that's going to make this just spectacular. And even in the winter time, the sort of, you know, with winter coming up right now, I think about especially as this pandemic rolls back away from us and we get closer to normal, it's going to be nice with a hotel to offer ski trips, not just real hyper-local trips to nearby Mountain Creek or Warwick's own Mount Peter, but to offer guests a chance to wake up early in the morning, get on that shuttle and drive up to Vermont. It's actually very doable. And it's kind of a fun thing to do because they're still staying near New York. At the end of the day, they don't have to worry about trying to get back to the city from, you know, Brattleboro or something. It's, it's uh, the, a lot simpler. Yeah, because the Warwick, uh, it's already a destination in its own right. Uh, we are home for yes, many, many, uh, you know, events that, uh, like, uh, Applefest uh, used to be the second largest festival in the United States nationwide. That's amazing. You know, at, at the same time, as as a host, as as a home, uh, the for uh, that hosting that such event, we have absolutely no amenities to offer besides candied apples and many vendors. And some of them are not local. Some of them, you know, people are flocking from New Jersey and Pennsylvania. You know, we do not rip the as a community the benefits of uh, you know putting up with the work that's involved uh, to hosting such a you know or the hassle or, or the headache even you know uh, cleaning the streets afterwards, Stephen. Look, you're a worldly guy. You born and born and raised in Europe. Uh, you have huge world experience, tremendous world experience. 
uh, you, you could live anywhere you want in the world. Conceivably you could. And personally, you know, I'm always scratching my head. Why isn't the brother living in Moscow? That's <laughs> <laughs> a fun town, but, uh, you know, or, you know, any, any great capital in Europe, Berlin is such an incredible, uh, party center. Um, Prague, you know, my personal favorite, you, d you decided on Warwick, New York, and, and you did so much building, beautiful stone structure building in Fairfield County, in Greenwich, uh, perhaps Coscob to a degree, I, I'm not sure, but I know you did beautiful structures and home, homes in uh, Greenwich, Connecticut. You decided on Warwick. Well, it's uh, the number of reasons, uh, really. Uh, I've been living locally for a very long time, and uh, Warwick uh, came, uh, we were living in... Uh, Goshen and uh, Warwick came actually, uh, and briefly then in Middletown even, uh, because Warwick had this sense of community. And there you go. Uh, when we first uh, looked into, I looked into the schools. My uh, firstborn uh, child in the United States, at the, you know, she was coming to an age where the decision had to be made which school she would go to, and uh, picking and looking through the communities, you know, we came across Warwick, and this is one that sense of community that I liked from uh, people, you know, from local. Artisans in the corner from uh, merchants. Uh, it, it really kind of got my heart, and uh, that's where we decided to actually finally settle. We opened up a business, uh, which I kind of sort of like inherited because I, I bought the building that was debilitating and then technically officially condemned. And um, the guy refused to sell it without the business that was hosting. <laughs> it was hosting the, the longest running uh, cleaners in the Hudson Valley. Oh, uh, like a laund laundromat or yeah, le dry cleaner? Yeah, cleaner. Oh, sure. Used to be owned by two uh, Italian gentlemen, uh, Leo and Aldo, uh -huh. thus uh, hence Lido. And uh, when I started uh, looking into the history and I found out how long they've been in the same location, uh, and uh, the, it has a glamorous past, and I wanted to bring it to former glory. So at the end, we actually indeed uh, made it the uh, one of the uh, well, you know uh, highest uh, grossing and uh, the the most expensive uh, once sold uh, cleaners. And, and Stephen, I have to cut you off for a second though. In that same building, cleaners is great. I, I don't really use cleaners. Look at me. But in that same building, you started that market. That was well, a real that, one of a that, kind. Thing. That came actually as a response to the community's need. I understand when we moved into the Warwick, that was the time when the Grand Union, the downtown sure. uh, grocer, uh, was essentially going out of business. And uh, I don't know if people familiar, but all the leasing rights of Grand Union were inherited by CVS. So whenever there was a Grand Union at the time, CVS had the leasing rights. I did to not it. know that. Yeah, that that's a fact. And uh, thus, that has been predetermined that instead of. Uh, uh, grocer that has Warwick uh, enjoyed having uh, Warwick Village has enjoyed having in uh, in a center in downtown. There was uh, now pharmacy coming in, and there was a big uprising. There was uh, led by you know uh, people uh, you know sure. who were in charge of the village, and at the time uh, I had a conversation with the mayor Newhart, and uh, when uh, doing inventory of all available commercial spaces, he came around and he asked what the, were the plans. I was renovating the building, uh, jumping a little bit ahead. We received the Best Historical Renovation Award from the Chamber of Commerce later. The Warwick Chamber of Commerce? Yep. Oh, great. And he asked, what's the plan for the, you know, for the building? Uh, and I said, uh, we didn't have any certain plans or any definite, and asked, what does the village need? So his answer was, we really desperately need a grocer. We just lost Grand Union, and uh, it doesn't look like we're going to win the fight, even though it took uh, sure. forever to fight CVS. 
And I said, well, if this is what uh, needed, then this is what we'll do. So your history here, your track record, is being a, a gentleman, a placemaker, who came in and asked the community, what do they need? You asked the mayor, what, what, what is really missing here? And he said, a grocer, and you made the Spring Street Market. Which became, we were named, after I think two years in operation, we were named the best new shop nationwide. The American Butchers Guild. Yeah. That's amazing. And in addition to your award from the chamber, which was what? Oh, again? absolutely. No, no. We, we got, uh, not to pat myself on the back. No, pat we, yourself <laughs> on the No, Stephen, I'm But serious. we are recipient of many uh, fancy food uh, uh, award shows. We were participant and competitors on, on a lot of, uh, you know, competition level. Uh, and uh, it's been, we, we ripped one accolade after another. We, yeah. we, we got a lot of rewards. And anybody who shopped and remembers what the Spring Street Market uh, was like, we were the very first to offer organic. We were the That's very great. first to uh, make uh, it to involve local farmers, right. local co-ops. We featured all the local produce. So, and with that said, because uh, see, through my travel, through being in Europe, through being in uh, you know, uh, you know, it gets to be uh, that movement started uh, earlier. Uh, yes. And uh, I wanted to see something. Uh, there was no doubt in my uh, mind that it's all going to end up coming here. We just were a little bit ahead of uh, our time. So, but uh, very ahead of your time. But all in all, uh, yes, we did a good job. I'm proud to say and <clears throat> proud to to be involved in uh, those businesses to be brought in uh, to Warwick. That uh, many Warwickians, many residents of our community had a chance to enjoy and uh, benefit from. And so. You know, that's your track record of business here. You know, seeing what the community needs. Pulpit Rock in. Stephen, I, I guess we're getting close to uh, the end of the show here. Uh, well, uh, then uh, we, we can certainly continue. Uh, thank you for being with us. And uh, we can tell you more about the Pulpit Rock in project and people who are involved in working uh, on it. Thank you. <laughs>